generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, so Jeremiah chapter 32 this morning. And we're going to read it from, or I'll read alone for time's sake, from verse 16. If you're in Jeremiah 32, can you say amen? amen. Now when I deliver the purchase deed to Baruch, the son of Neriah, I pray to the Lord, saying, Ah, Lord God. Don't forget that the efficacy of prayer is predicated on your understanding of who you are talking to. If you have a small God in your mind, your prayer points will be small. If you have a big God in your heart and your mind, your requests are going to be gigantic. It said, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by taking a loan from a bank. <laughs> the Indian, Indians are amongst us. You have made the heavens and the earth by your fantastic charisma. Talk to me, guys. By your great power and outstretched arm, there is nothing too hard for you. Look at somebody and remind them because somebody might be feeling sort of low and sluggish this morning, pulled himself out of bed, pulled herself out of uh, the sofa because she's sleeping in a place where there is no bed, lying down on Asherabura on a cold floor and feeling very... Is, you guys think it's a joke? There's some people who were feasted upon by mosquitoes over the night, right? So look at that person and tell the person nothing is too hard for God. The floor you slept on might be hard, but nothing is too hard for God. It says, you show loving kindness to thousands and repay the iniquity of the fathers to the bosom of the children after them. The great, the mighty God, whose name is the Lord of hosts. Verse 19, let's read that together, verse 19. You are great in counsel and mighty in work. For your eyes are open to all the ways of the sons of men to give everyone according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Father, we thank you. Your word is light. Your word is life. We receive the fullness of your word. We receive not just the word but the power therein. For the word says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Let the spirit of truth possess every hearer today in the name of Jesus. We don't want to struggle to remember this message. We want this message to be so memorable, so transformational, so productive in our lives. That fruits will come from this message. Products will come from this message. Deliverance is packed by this message. Emancipation, expansion, liberation, oh, extension of legacy will be the results of this message. Father, as we go deeper into the realms of your word, let there be an impartation, a transfusion of energy. I speak to everyone who is weak, receive strength in the name of Jesus. 
for everybody who is angry and offended by a situation by an issue that they cannot seem to resolve or fathom I pray divine resolution I pray divine clarity I pray divine peace upon your heart the ability to let go and let God let go and let God let go and let God walk right now in freedom walk right now in the power of the spirit your head is lifted I speak to everyone who is bowed down whose shoulders are drooping over whose heart is heavy whose mind is confused whose orientation is tainted by bad news by discouragement and dejection receive the consolation of the spirit receive the hog of heaven receive the warmth of Jehovah be enveloped by the warmth of divine grace you are not a failure you are not a loser you are not dejected you are not cast down I command strength to come out of you shake yourself daughter of Zion shake yourself from the dust arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of God is come upon you kings will come kings will come to the brightness of your horizon receive the rain of heaven Zechariah says the God will bring the latter rain and the former rain in the same season the things that should have come in 2018 and the things that are pending in 2019 let them begin to come in the same season let the windows of heaven be open over your life over your mind over your heart over your soul drink of the wine of heaven eat of the manna of Jehovah receive provision receive strength receive grace receive joy receive encouragement you are built up you are edified your horn is exalted like the horn of the unicorn you are anointed with fresh oil I speak freshness over your prayer altar freshness over your thinking freshness over your business freshness over your marriage freshness over your security over the way you think about yourself I remove the cobwebs I receive remove the impediment the weight the burdens the yokes hey. fresh 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 rain is pouring rain is pouring rain 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 is pouring Zotabala Komboriataba Abimbala I see an appointment coming your way it looks Abimbala Shumbato see at the I see an appointment coming your way with a person of influence it's connected to something you currently do but it's going to be on a deeper level it's something in the area of communications it looks like you're going to be an assistant like a special assistant of sorts receive it right now receive it right now receive it right now you're in a prophetic house you're in a prophetic window receive 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 
receive Alfred as you're walking in I saw a red carpet being rolled in a red carpet it's like as you're walking the red carpet was being rolled in for you somebody you suffered an injury you were wounded what I see in the spirit it looks like your jaw was broken but it's a symbolic picture what it means is that the wound the hurt broke your ability to speak for yourself it robbed you of your voice but God is healing you right now and he's binding up the gaps in your communication and your voice has been recovered you're going to rise with the roaring of a lion you're emerging out of the ashes of despair you are being exalted you are being lifted again the message God gave you is not a lie the message I gave you is not a lie says the spirit of the Lord you may not look like it sound like it act like it live like it be like it but once has it been said and twice have I heard that power belongs to the Lord in the heart recovery recovery from every emotional damage every physical injury every financial loss every clientele hemorrhage recovery recovery I see angels fast-tracking, accelerating. I see healing angels. I see delivery angels. There are many messages that have been delivered right now. They look like envelopes and puzzles and boxes in the spirit. But there is movement. BJ, I see your business moving in the government space. I see God making room in the government house. I see in my spirit that there was an attempt to break into a certain space in government but it didn't quite flourish the way you thought it would but there was grace being released in this season God is going to order your steps into chance meetings and chance encounters and you will walk into something in a hotel lobby it will look casual it will look normal it will look ordinary but the conversation will lead to an open door I see something in the spirit many of you are pregnant and I hear in my spirit that some pregnancies are in the 13th month 13th month and there is somebody crying and saying but this delivery is long overdue long overdue we press into it let there be an alarm raised in the hospital of heaven in the ward of the spirit every long overdue delivery every long overdue delivery everything that has outlived its gestation period we deliver right now we deliver we deliver our babies, our destinies, our assignments, our mandates, our mission. May adobo sayaba.
Labos in the bacos here the palo bregatoli at the bake emborogatoli bregatoli bregatula pali bregatali e shovragatali bregatoli bregatoli bregati in God says no one will be left behind pressing no one will be left behind I cannot be in a place where there are testimonies every week and I'm being left behind. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. Zechariah says that God will give rain to every single blade of grass in the field. It does not matter if this is your first Sunday. It does not matter if this is your first Sunday. Receive the download of heaven. Receive the rain of Yeshua. Receive the oil of Meshach. The dew of heaven is all over the room. I can feel it even physically. Inhale the dew. Inhale and exhale it. You may be seated. <sighs> remain sensitive, remain open to the spirit. If God leads us to pray as we're speaking, we're going to pray some more. God is great. God is great. Let me just mention to somebody, you're not far from God. You're not far from a God experience. You are a move of faith away into a God experience. A move of faith. What, what does that mean? A step of faith. Paul says God is not far from any one of us. Even the, you know, the guy, the murderer, the guy that goes with a gun and tries to kill somebody, God is not far from him. He's far from God. But God is not far from him. And I believe that in this season, one of the things that God really wants to do is to shift us into the center of that consciousness where his presence is the provision. I want you to understand that his presence is the provision. His presence is the preservation. His presence is the perspective. The, I can't remember what movie it was, but in that movie, I think that there was, it was one of this, I think, uh, maybe, uh, what's his name? The Butler guy, Gerard Butler. One of the movies like that where they had to look at the whole globe and they had to see what was happening. Maybe like some bombs were about to go off. There was technology. I think they called it God's eye. God's eye, right? Was it Fast and Furious? Yeah, Fast and Furious. Okay, so that was uh, the rock and company. Right, God's eye. Imagine, people in the world even understand that whilst you're in Palo Alto, California, you can see what's happening in Vietnam or Beijing. So God is my perspective. When people say, what is your thought on the matter? I say, God. All the trouble you've been in in your life was because you had a different perspective from God. All the just trace it, every wrong relationship, every wrong business, every loss, 
your perspective is different. So, God, the word says concerning him is great in counsel and mighty in work. Now, why? It says, for thine eyes are open on how many ways? How many ways? <laughs> now, look at this. How many of you were ever trying to get to a place before? You know, maybe sometimes your friend will invite you and say, come over to my house. And then you have to go to your friend's house. And for some of those friends, those houses are not just a matter of buses and bikes. Those houses, you go with cars after a while, you take a bus after a while, you take a keke after a while, you take a bike. After a while, you take a boat. After a, after a while, you swim. <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> Chariot of fire. <laughs> <laughs> right? But one of the things that we do when we're going to a, a territory or a terrain we've not been to before in this generation, what do they tell you? They say, use Google Maps. Right. Because more often than not, I mean, sometimes Google gets a mind of its own and will show you the longer route, right? But more often than not, it's going to show you alternative routes and where there is traffic and everything. Now, Google is not a person. Is Google a person? But Google is a system that synthesizes streams of information, right? Based on the satellites that they have and based on the programming of your phone, your phone is able to tap into the intelligence of Google to make decisions at the same level that Google would. Are you here, somebody? Now, when the Bible says that God is great in counsel and might in work, for his eyes are open on all the ways of men... Google's eyes are open on many ways. Isn't that true? And based on that, it can tell you that this road, even though as far as your eyes can see, is a shorter distance. It looks like it's freer because you're looking from one perspective. Google can tell you, no, don't take this road. Don't take this path, right? Why? Because it has a perspective you don't have. Some things may look better initially, but they will complicate your life eventually. And some things may look tougher initially, but they will free you to fulfill your purpose eventually. Some things that you are calling delays are only temporary. Oh, nobody is talking to me this morning. So when it says God's eyes are open, all the sons of men. Now, there is, there's even a difference between Google looking at the ways of the earth and God seeing the hearts and the thoughts of the sons of men. Do you know why? Because ways don't grow. Ways don't move. Sometimes the roads can be block, blocked, but the way is not going to move. Are you following this? But people grow. People change their minds. God is saying that I even read the thoughts of people before they conceive them in their minds. So you can say something, look at someone and say, this person is a trustworthy person, but God knows three months down the line, when the money starts flowing in that business, that trustworthy person will stab you in the back. Oh, come on, talk to me. So God is greater than Google. Slap somebody a double high five and tell the person God is greater than Google. I love the way Fidel did it. Roll your hands and make it hot. Make it hot and slap the person the hot intense. High five. Slap them the high five so hot that your fingerprints will be imprinted on their fingerprints. Some of you on this side, you're not, you're not doing anything. Slap somebody high five and tell them God is greater than Google. If, 
A woman that you've never seen before can tell you in 200 meters turn right and you turn you've not seen her you don't know what she looks like you don't know where she's from you don't know whether she's a god worshiper or a satan worshiper but she's telling you in 300 meters turn left in 500 meters turn right and you obey why can you not obey the living god who lives on the inside of you by his spirit and is saying to you i don't want you to go to ojota today and you're saying but god they need me there but God is saying I need you here if we can trust Google what is the struggle with trusting God I don't know about you but Google is not as old as God not as effective as God not as dependable as God not as reliable as God it's not as accurate as God do you know that sometimes even whilst you're on the map there is sometimes some seconds of delay but God is always accurate and spot-on he knows where you need to be when and how and he knows what is going to use the traffic to do that's why even sometimes Google can tell you this is the fastest route and you still say no because God is saying don't take the fastest route. As many as are led by Google are the sons of God. No. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So this is a generation of people that cannot be led by Google. We have to be led by God. Have I got somebody on that zone? Let me tell you, Google can show you many things but Google cannot reveal the full of God's plan for your life can reveal your agenda to you can reveal who you should marry to you can tell you where you should do your masters to you but there is an internal compass there is an internal knowing in your spirit that can position you on purpose if it's not you I'm talking to don't do anything if it's you I'm talking about slap somebody a high five and tell them God is greater than Google say with conviction God is greater than Google when you put a search query in that white page with the with the hole with the box in there and you say how to cook bakery and all of that the best that google can do is to synthesize all the archived pages that it has access to but do you know something not everything that people are thinking are put or is put on a written format there are things that some of you think that you will cringe at the thought of anybody putting it on any printed page or any platform who knows what I'm talking about some of you it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just a good thing that you want to keep coded but God is able to pull out information that is not printed anywhere that is not written anywhere that is not documented anywhere he says that God is great in counsel he knows everybody's thoughts before the people themselves get to think the thought in other words before the thought congeals in your mind God knows that David said God you know my thoughts are far off that means before my thoughts become my thoughts God already knows what my thoughts are this is also why God is able to put thoughts in people's minds that's why somebody can say I don't know why but I saw you in my sleep and I saw you in my dreams some of you joined kings because you saw me in your dream I don't use jazz or juju but I use God and everybody I am sent to God is going to pull them into my space some of you need to enter into a zone of spiritual marketing spiritual marketing is when God takes your brand your idea your concept and he uses it to advertise in your absence slap somebody a high five and say God is greater than Google I, uh, I, yes. ah, 
I missed it last two weeks. How you doing? Look at somebody say, God. God is greater than Google. God can plant thoughts in people's minds. Look at what it says. The heart of a king is like a water cost in the hands of God. And God turns it. So God can shape it. God can fashion it. God can direct it. Do you know that there are some board meetings that are happening right now that are essentially for your sake? You are not even there. Why? Because at some point in the project, a need is going to arise that will require your input. While Saul was having all these panic attacks and anxiety attacks in the palace, David was being prepared on purpose for the palace. Your gift, skills, competences are passports that God will use to sneak you into the places of prominence. Good to see God will, somebody didn't get that, let me say it again. So your gift, your skills, your competence are the passport that God will use to sneak you into the places of prominence. We'll talk about that in second service, about skills. Because skills and gifts are conduits through which the greatness you carry are unveiled. So this greatness then is not just a hyperfalutin, out of the world thing. It is actually distilled through a system placed by God. Some of you right now, in your mind, you're like, I don't have money, I don't have this. Let's start from the God perspective. God knows where your money is right now. God knows. How do I know? When Jesus was born as a baby, did Joseph go on Jerusalem Google? How to cater to a baby from a manger to adulthood? Go fund me. <laughs> I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, it's a tool in your generation. But I'm saying that's not the starting point. What happened? God navigated the wise men, and there were not three. There were possibly dozens, scores. Some people even claim there might have been hundreds, but that might be stretching it. But there were at least dozens because they traveled in company back in the day. One of the signs was, don't forget that when Jesus went as a 12-year-old to Jerusalem and they were returning, the Bible says that after they had traveled for two days, then they remembered that Jesus was not there. And they go like, what kind of irresponsible parents are those that it took two days for you to notice? You, you missed the point. The point was they used to travel in companies. Yeah? So if you're not with dad and mommy or uncle, this or answer that, and the Jewish are close to Africans in terms of their community expression, you know how everybody's your cousin and your family? <laughs> Distant cousin. Dangote. It's your uncle. The comedians are the masters of that. Everybody's their pastor. Everybody's their uncle. Wherever they're officiated, say, yeah, my pastor. Ah! Right? <laughs> no, it's not what they do. Like, everybody's there. Ah! Yeah, my God, my life's taking shit. <laughs> I didn't mention names. <laughs> you mentioned. 
It's part of their marketing. So anyway, the first thing is, a lot of us, when we have issues and situations in our lives, where are we going to? What we're looking for is that we're looking for fruits, right? Many of us are looking for the ways to make it, the ways to get out. But the starting point is to see the greatness of God in counsel. The fruits, the doings. So many of you are doing a lot of stuff, but there is no fruit for your doings because your doings are not predicated on his counsel. The starting point is not do, 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 do. The starting point is counsel. Because you can do, and what you're doing becomes your undoing. Then you have to cancel it and delete. Cut and paste. Some of you are cutting and pasting. Some of you do, you redo, do, redo, do, redo, do, redo, redo, do. It doesn't happen. So the first thing is counsel. And that's number six point. God is great in his purpose. His purpose and his purposes. God's greatness is revealed in his purposes. His purposes are connected to his counsel. That which he has decided to do. Look at what Jesus said in John 15. I am the vine and you are the branches. He said without me you can do but Jesus, I can't have my bath without you. But Jesus, I can brush my teeth without you. But Jesus, I can wax an album without you. But Jesus, I can buy a car without you. But Jesus, I can get married without you. God is saying that in the grand scheme of divine analysis, whatever you do that is not an expression of divine purpose is as good as nothing. So there are many wasted lives because they are built on personal potential and not on eternal purpose. So it's possible to have accolades and awards, but you've missed out on the purposes of God. Look at somebody say, that's not me, that's not me. God is great in his purpose, that which he has decided to do. His purpose is not subject to any economy, it's not subject to any society, it's not subject to any individual. His purpose is a function of his prerogative, of his providence, of his sovereignty. He decides what he wants done. And that purpose is not a bad thing. You know, a lot of people want to think about the purpose of God, like, ah, I don't want to ask God for his purpose because. If I ask God for his will now, come on, be honest, raise your right hand if you ever felt like that. Like, ha, huh? if I ask God for his will, we're just going to spoil my place. <laughs> right, right. We're thinking that way. We just have this feeling that, you know, we're sort of like suspicious with God. Like, let me, God, I can show you my phone, but I can't show you my iPad. Don't spoil my plans. <laughs> but see, God is good. And a good God can never have a bad will. It says that every good and perfect gift comes from above the Father of lights. Now when it says every, that means that there is nothing good and perfect that is not from God. One, you, you get the logic? If it's good and perfect, it's from God. Now, what it also means is if it is bad and imperfect, it's not from God. 
Therefore, could it be possible that what you are suspicious of is not God's ability to do good, but your ability to line up with the good is already purposed? So in your mind, you think that that guy that you're with, that guy that's been giving you goosebumps, not because of you, I God has butterflies in your stomach. Hopefully, you won't have flies and then butter. And, and you, you, God has not said no. God has not said yes. In fact, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Just like God, God, let, let, I'm an adult now, God. Please write this down. You will never outgrow your need for divine direction. Abraham was in his nineties, and God said to him, Abimbala, I said, walk before me and be thou perfect. Why? A 90-year-old is as good as a child in the presence of the ancient of days. God is great in counsel. God is great in counsel. And his counsel is good. So all through the Bible, we begin to see the purpose of God. We're going to look at a couple of... Uh, Bible passages real quick. That getting out starts psychologically, but it must translate to culture. Get out of the culture of the country you're raised in, and then get out of the environment. In other words, as soon as you can build resources, build a system. Oh my God. That's what God did. There was the earth. He built Eden in the earth. I wanted man to proliferate. Why? Because whatever you're going to raise will always draw reference from the environment you're raising it in. This is like high-level thinking. Why are you getting it? Whatever you birth will have the environment you birth it in as the launch pad, as the platform. So the way you get out of your thinking is if you have a business and you employ a front desk person, the person cannot be like a Nigerian receptionist. Uh -huh. What do you want? Cannot be. You know, chewing gum and using their cuticle and uh... it can't. You have to get out of the country. So that means that's a concept anyway. You, you, you look at somebody say, "Get, get, get her out here." <laughs> Let's go. Now look at this. Ephesians three eight to eleven. Ephesians three eight to eleven. Let us be settled in your heart that God's purpose is good. Rosie, God's purpose is good. Jerry, God's purpose is good. Do not be conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable worship. 
And then it talks about the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You don't find manageable there. You don't find bad there. You don't see one kind will there. So if God is saying step out of a place, no matter how good it looks to you, better is coming. Please help me encourage your brother beside you. Say stop suspecting God. Bless you, you know how it is sometimes? People just begin to suspect God like, ah, God is going to arrange one punishment for me. Relax and enjoy your life. Ah, the way everything is going now is like, it's too rosy. Where are the thorns? <laughs> Ephesians 3, 8 to 11. He says, to me, who am less? Watch, this is Paul speaking now. Ephesians 3, 8. To me, who am less than the least of all saints? Humility. is a key to greatness. Is this grace given let me just mention this to somebody. The degree of grace you walk in is a reflection of the degree of humility you walk in. Grace is given from the premise of humility. Look at what the word says. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. And then it says, for God resists what? the proud, what does he do? He gives grace to the humble. Why? Because the things that God gives come from his hands. Right? Isn't that so? And says, humble yourself under that hand. Place yourself under that hand. When you're under that hand, everything God is releasing. Where's it coming? Oh, no, I got Let me also mention this. God's hand is an extension of his body. So many times, the things God will give you won't come directly from his own spiritual hand. It's going to come through the expressions of the body of Christ. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. The impartation of truth. I've told you before, there are two ways God gives things. Teaching and prophecy. God gives by revelation. Revelation is articulated in teaching. It is declared by prophecy. Right. So look at this. It says, I'm the least of the saints, and this grace is given that I should do what? Preach among, come and read with me, among the Gentiles, what? In other words, even if you are smart, you can't find those riches. If something is unsearchable, that means only the person that he did can give it. Stop looking for your purpose in self-help books. Oh my goodness. Oh, can I talk to somebody? How can you consult a triumph phone for what only an Apple phone can deliver? Oh, you don't remember triumph? You don't remember triumph? That used to sound like a mosquito. That's the, the ringtone. Small phone. It can process much. So, consulting self-help books to try to discover your purpose will only inspire your natural ambitions. And I'll show you what. Paul was the most read man. 
as far as we know in the Bible, maybe, maybe Solomon, well, we don't have a lot of the records of Solomon's studying. We know he studied a lot. But in terms of the, the, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin and what they had to read, because for you to be a Pharisee, you have to be able to memorize the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Now, some of you can't even remember John 3.16. For God said you will love me and the world inside me. <laughs> but Paul was so learned. Watch that. But Paul eventually said that I might count all things as dung, which is as waste. So Paul is saying in comparison to the purpose of God, to the agenda of God, to the declaration of God, the highest form of human learning is like poop. the purposes of God and there's so many people here who are scheduling time to watch Game of Thrones and don't have time to bow before God's throne look at someone say collect your shit <laughs> tell you Paul read the books Paul knew the letters Paul understood all of the secrets of law and politics and administration and governments according to his day. He stood before a king and a king said, too much learning has made you colonized. <laughs> a colonial. So you are like a colonial master. You have mastered the art of... <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this message, you're not Nigerian. It's a, it's a slang which means you're about to run mad. <laughs> like losing it. But that's, that's what the king said. But he said that I should preach among the Gentiles the unspiritual of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hid. Say that again. In who? Look at your neighbor. Say your life has layers that are hidden in God. Sister Oye, Auntie Ellen, what this meant was no mother-in-law could reveal this to Paul. No president could reveal this to Paul. No counselor, no therapist, no life coach could reveal this to Paul. I do not speak against those uh, career paths or, or uh, industries and all. We need them from time to time. But I'm saying the core, the heart of who you are is hidden in God. It says they are hid in God. Not just kept there, but they are hid. That means that those dimensions are preserved for seekers. Not just those who are walking, right? What's up, G? What's up, God? How far? God. <laughs> they carry me, they go. That's what some of you do. God just carry me. But God said, I don't just want to carry, I want fellowship in my purpose. Two fellows in one sheep. That means that God wants Victor to see the Victor in God that God sees in God. When Victor sees that Victor in God, that God sees in himself, the same way God is patient with Victor, Victor will be patient with himself. Because some of you are condemning yourself and you're suffering from guilt and suffering from this. Calm down. Jesus still died for you. The fellowship of the mystery 
because it takes time to unveil purposes. Have you ever been working with somebody before you started a business or a venture together and you thought you guys were on the same page? Then the first two or three clients showed up and the person messed up the deal. Then they caught to you that, ah, like this person didn't even understand. Who knows what I'm talking about? Why? Because understanding of purpose is not instantaneous. It is progressive. And for it to be smoothly transferred, there must be fellowship. It's not fight. Stop fighting God. Fellowship with him. I have come again, daddy. I have come again, daddy. I have come again. It's chill, fellowship, purpose of God. And here's what it says. He says that who created all things by Christ Jesus, that's God created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the what? Manifold wisdom of God. So your life being a part of the church was designed to be a revealer of God's wisdom. Your life is a microphone through which God amplifies his wisdom to your generation. No, oh, I thought someone would be excited about that. God, sister faithful, God wants to show off his wisdom through your life. In other words, your life will be so well constructed and designed that people will be like, who put this together? Have you ever seen, like, I saw governor's hair, hair do this morning. This girl like, his barber used like T-square and French curves and all of that to cut the hair. Have you seen those Instagram babas that have PhD? Have you seen those Instagram babas? As in, the way they just decorate, marinate, permutate, combinate. <laughs> the hair just looks so nice. Now, when you see that kind of hair cut, not head cut, <laughs> most guys will say, who's your baba, right? Are you watching this? Or ladies, just some like a nicely cut dress or top or trousers or whatever. And you're just like, who made this? God wants your life to be so detailed and well decorated that they will ask, who made you? Oh, nobody's talking to me this morning. Are you saying yes or nobody's talking to me? Now, according to the according to the according to the knowledge without purpose is not wisdom information without purpose is not wisdom degrees that are not in line with your purpose is not wisdom purpose is the platform in fact greatness is determined by purpose So God is great in purpose. What does that mean? While Paul was busy reading all of that stuff and getting all of that knowledge 
God could have stopped him, right? God could have said, no, 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 you're wasting your time. But God is so powerful that even when it looks like you're outside of your purpose, God already knows how he's going to use your mistake to make up your assignments in the future. One of the ways in which Paul was so dynamic was that he knew so much of the law that the Holy Spirit had raw material to be able to interpret through the revelation and the knowledge of Christ that the others who didn't know the law didn't have. Are you, are you here, somebody? The Holy Spirit used his knowledge of the law as the raw material to interpret the knowledge of Christ to both the Jews and the Gentile. What I'm saying to you is for somebody who feel I wasted my time, I wasted my life, I made a mistake, even all of those years studying that course you thought you didn't need, God is going to use them for his ultimate purpose in your life. Can I get a believing amen? I thought you were awake already first service. I said God is going to use the carryover, the failure, the disappointment, the heartbreak, the shame, the reproach, everything that you went through. He's going to use that one too. Slap somebody a high five. Say God will still use it. God will still use it. Whilst Paul was reading the Torah, whilst Paul was walking around with energy and killing the church. Do you know that even when Paul, he carried the cloak of those that were stoning Stephen didn't God use the death of Stephen God used the death of Stephen not only to encourage other believers but to show the world that this message is worth dying for that if this man died for this message there is something about it so let me also announce to you if you trust God even the victims of your own mistakes in the world God will sort them out you're not understanding what I'm saying. Some of you were rapists before. Some of you were violent before. Some of you were drug pushers before. I am saying that if you walk in purpose and intercession, even those that the enemy used you to exploit, God will sort them out. Because Stephen, who was in quote a victim of Saul's mistake, was the first martyr in heaven. The Bible says that Jesus stood and received him. The Bible didn't tell us that Jesus has stood at any other time because after he went to the heaven he sat down his work was done but when Stephen was coming to heaven Jesus got up and said welcome you are a true disciple I don't know who I'm talking to but the devil has not just lost concerning your future he has lost concerning your past he has lost concerning your losses he has lost concerning your mistakes he has lost when God redeems you he does not just redeem your future he redeems your past somebody Look at your neighbor and say, nothing spoiled, Jerry, nothing spoiled. But God, I used to smoke, I'll use it too. But God, I was a thief, I'll use it too. But God, I was a disappointment, I'll use it too. High five your neighbor and shout, God is great in his purpose. I, 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 Look at your neighbor, say, nay, nay, neighbor. God is great in his purpose. How would you have imagined that Joseph's betrayal by his brothers was not only for Joseph's good, but also for the brother's good? Paul says you cannot do anything against the truth. That everything you do against the truth is for the truth. God is omnipresent, omnipotent. You can never do anything against God. 
everything you do against God will end up for God. And because you're in God, the money that was taken from you, your virginity that was snatched from you, the job that was taken from you, everything the Bible tells me that God works all things together for your good because you are called according to what? So the purpose of God is the universal equalizer. Once you start walking in purpose, anything you thought you should have had, you should have gotten, you should have walked in, purpose will deliver it to you. Oh, I said purpose will deliver it to you. It's not against you. Look at somebody say it's not against you. It's not. It's not against you. Joseph was sold by his brothers. His brother, they thought, we've gotten rid of this guy. But you know, when you do something bad, you get rid of the act, but not of the guilt. So they were left with guilt. The father of Joseph, who loved Joseph and gave him a coat of many colors, said, why are all these things against me? He was left with the distress and the shame. Joseph was left with a discouragement and disappointment. How can anybody sell me? Imagine someone should just come and carry you right now and say, going to Oshodi, let me sell you. Sell you for 500,000. See my life. See the kind of low self-esteem. So the purpose of God in its infancy looks like chaos. I just want to help somebody this morning. I wish you could help me the way I'm helping you because some of you are looking like I'm speaking Mandarin. I said the purpose of God in its initial phase looks like chaos. It looks like confusion. Jacob, the father, was depressed. The brothers were in guilt. The, the brother, the Joseph himself, was dis discouraged and all of that. So it looks like nothing was working. But it's not an accident. It's not a mistake that in the beginning when God began to make the heavens and the earth, the Bible says the evening and the morning were the first day. So God does not start the day from the morning. He starts the day from the evening. He starts the day in the darkness. He starts the day when it looks like nothing is working where you can't see your way clear why because every walk with God cannot start with you seeing so clearly you've got to learn dependence in the dark before you can have manifestation in the light oh I said you've got to learn dependence in the dark before you can master manifestation in the light help me with the sound you've got to learn dependence so the day has to start with darkness so that God can be your eyes. Oh my God. Do you know why that's important? The reason it's important is every time man was led by his own eyes, he fell inside a pit. Eve saw the fruit. The word said, look at someone say, be careful what you see. Some of you, you are the general overseer of wrong things. Sin, 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 sin. <laughs> right? When Eve saw the fruit, the Bible says that she saw that the fruit was good for food. So her personal sight became her reference point instead of God's oversight. When your sight begins to direct you and not God's oversight, you'll soon be out of sight. 
purpose. Somebody say I'm a child of purpose. So at the beginning it looked like confusion, disarray, and for years. But ultimately, God knew that through this process, this boy called Joseph is going to rise and become a prince in Egypt. And he needs to rise and become a prince in Egypt so that when there is famine in the land, he will be in position to preserve those that betrayed him. Some of the people that sold you out, you'll give them jobs. It might not be for everybody, but let me say it again. Some people who sold you out, you will give them jobs. The purpose of God. The purpose of God. God is great in his purpose. Look at some say there's a purpose for this. That heartbreak, you can still explain there is a purpose for it. That painful situation and delay, there is a purpose for it. That protracted season of depending on God and it looks like you're a failure, there is a purpose for it. There is a purpose. You might not see it, but there is a purpose for it. The fact that something is out of your current purview does not mean that it's useless. You don't have to see your kidney for your kidney to function. So there are things you can't see that are functioning for you. That's why the words are looking unto who? The author and the? Do you know that if you look at your account, you're not seeing clearly? I'll tell you why. Even... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually even mean it like that. Ike, are you are you all right? Are you are you all right? You're standing for the word. Taking a stand for Jesus. Hallelujah. But look, at, I'm not even talking about that, even though that's also true. But and what I mean is this: the money you have right now in your account, and what you think you can do, there's a mismatch. Because the last time you bought that hair, that her, it was, I don't know, I don't know, seven, five or whatever. And in your mind, you're making a budget of seven, five based on what you have in your account. But when you get to the shop, the tell you it's now 9,500. So everything in the fiscal realm is constantly changing. So every time you look at the fiscal realm, you are seeing double. Would you say bye bye? <laughs> well, I, there's, there's one song I saw online, Enugbe or something. What's what's what's? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very bad song. <laughs> ah, thanks for the sweet here. So look at that. So if you look at the natural stuff, it's changing. While looking at the things that are visible, because things that are visible are temporary, but the things that are invisible, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, are eternal. 
David said in Psalm 16, I have set the Lord continually before me. I have set the Lord. How? Continually. God is my vision. God is my obsession. God is my purpose. God is my construct. God is my concentration. God is the person I'm looking at, looking out for. I have set the Lord. How? Continually before me and because he's at my right hand. In other words, I'm depending on him. Whatever you are focusing on is the source of your strength. Said because I'm my right and I will not be moved. The first person you call in the time of challenge is an indication of who you put your trust in. So God is great in counsel. Jeremiah 1 verse 5, everybody should know this by now. He says, before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were developed in your mother's womb, I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Do you know what that means, sir? It means that your purpose precedes your performance. God didn't consult your skin texture or color before he gave you a purpose. He had a purpose in mind. Then he created your skin color to carry it out. So there are certain people that have bleached away the original pigment. <laughs> Listen, I, I got to tell you this. All things are yours, you can enjoy. <laughs> but there are certain people who have intentionally peeled. They don't have epidemics again. <laughs> the person that God purposed for them is supposed to be looking for a dark person. But they can't recognize them again. I know. By the way, I'm not saying don't use things to be your best self. But make sure it's yourself. Make sure it's yourself. No, no, but seriously. No, let me, let me, let me give you this for free. If you're living in Nigeria, your current color is not your real color. Just know that. Can, can I tell you that? Have you traveled for two weeks before? Or be traveled recently? Three days after she traveled, I saw an Instagram. I said, is this Obi or somebody? <laughs> so it's not your real color. So what I mean is, if you're going to use something, let it remove the dirt, not your skin. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> Does, do you understand? Is that ordained you? God made you a man on purpose. But you are saying... It's for, the, it's for the gospel, y'all. You're saying that you are not a man. That you know better than the person who put you here. I think maybe very some people need to create their own heaven. So when they come, they'll say, I didn't come well. Let me go back and come differently. <laughs> say that to me. First John 3, 8. The board says, he who sees is of the devil because the devil sees from the beginning. For this purpose, for this purpose, watch this, was the son of man made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Which means that manifestation is predicated on purpose. God, I want to show, I want to blow, I want to grow. What is the purpose? 
God doesn't do anything without purpose. He establishes all things after the counsel of his will. I love this one. Not like I didn't love the other ones. Proverbs 19, 20 to 21. Listen to counsel. It says God is great in counsel. And receive instruction that you may be wise. Proverbs 19, 20 to 21. That you may be wise when in your latter days. He says, why? There are many plans in a man's heart. Raise your right hand if you have so many plans. Plans. My goodness. People, many people have plans. They have plans for themselves. They have plans for people they have never met. <laughs> yeah, they have plans. He said there are many. This one calls it devices. Actually plans. Designs, plans. In a man's heart. He says what's going to stand at the end of it all? The council. So what does he, what's he saying? He said, hear counsel, receive instruction that you may be wise when? There are many people who look wise when they are young. But when they are old, everybody knows they're foolish. I'm not the one who said it. That's some Proverbs right there. I'm just giving you the everyday translation. That's why I use the one latter years. Because there are certain things you can do that will make you look wise and up and coming. You know, everybody wants to be the youngest influencer and the youngest and the youngest. But God is not trying to make you the youngest. He's trying to make you the best of what he called you to. And sometimes Moses, that best would take 80 years. sometimes so don't pull out your hair at 24 just because you haven't bought a car there are people who have bought three cars by 22 but that third one is the last one they will buy I'm not saying don't aspire I'm not saying I'm just saying don't don't rush yourself by undue tr pressure and comparison take your time if you're in the purpose of God you're doing well Oh, let me say that again. If you're in the purpose of God, you are doing... I'll, I'll, I'll explain that more in second service. Final one about this. So I can rush the other two. Job 42, 1 to 2. Job 42, 1 to 2. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can... If you're there, can you read it? I know that you can do what? Everything. Now, God can do everything. Does he do everything? Potential is what you can do. Counsel is what you should do. Potential is what you can do. Counsel is what you should do. And when you do what you shouldn't do, at some point you will not be able to do what you can do. Oh my goodness. Some of you all sound like pressing on Pentium 2 this morning. And that's, that's yeah. Update your OS. Potential is what I can do. Counsel is what? And if I do what I shouldn't do, at some point I will not be able to do what I can do. So imagine this, what I can do. I won't be able to do what I can do. Moses, in the purpose and the counsel of God, 
doing a mighty work, operating the glory of God. And then God says to him, bring out my people. Then God says to him, speak to the rock. And instead of speaking to the rock, what does he do? Strikes the rock. And God said, you could have entered the promised land, but no more. The fact that you can strike the rock does not mean you should. Because if you are led by your potential and not by counsel, you will not maximize your potential. <laughs> Did somebody just get that? There's a quiet spirit around here. What's going on? Moses could have entered the promised land. Imagine how glorious it would have been for him to see physically a template and the blueprint for the new age that God was going to bring the church into many, many years later. Number six. Number seven. Thank you. Plans. God is great in his plans. I want you to look at somebody beside you as soon as they finish writing what they're writing. And if they're not writing, write with your eyes in their ears. Say, God's got plans for your life. Proverbs 19 that we read earlier, he said many are the plans of a man's heart. Please understand this. You've heard that new age expression, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. Many people will follow their heart to hell. Have you heard that? Follow your heart. But the word says many are the plans of a man's heart. That means in all of those plans, you need to come to a place of divine clarity as to which of the plans is God-inspired. Because some of those plans are based on revenge. Success to pepper them. Some of those plans are based on peer pressure. Some of those plans are based on the money you just got. Before you were thinking of getting a studio apartment, now all of a sudden your uncle said, ah, there's one two million now, I want that to give you for a long time. He said, ah, three bedroom. But you don't need it yet. You are being led by resource, not being led by the Spirit of God. All of a sudden, you are doing well in the part of town where you were, but you now say, I have money, let me go to Lekki. Meanwhile, the money you have will not even pay one year's rent. You will borrow to make it up. But you're saying the Lord that did two million will do five. <laughs> yes, he will. When you are faithful with what he's given. I know this is an unpopular message, right? Mm. Look at your neighbor say you'll move to a five-bedroom mansion in two days. God's got a process, y'all. You guys didn't say it because you're well taught. Look at somebody say he makes all things beautiful in his time. So God's got plans. The purpose of God is not left to the whims and caprices of people, to the undulating circumstances of nations, to the up and downs of the economy, to who's in government. The purposes of God are carried out through plans. God is a God of planning. There is a reason he made man on the sixth day. Why does he make man on the sixth day? And he didn't make man on the first day. I'll tell you what. Because if he made man on the first day, where would the man stand? Because he had not separated the waters from the waters. And some of you, what you are creating, you haven't 
made a foundation for it to land. So you are employing 10 people, but there's no office space. Say so we're in a virtual technology. People that are in your presence are not performing. You now also let them be in their house. I know that's the future of work. I know that's the future of the world. I'm, I'm very convinced about it. I do a lot of my work from home. But I'm saying to you that God is strategic. That thing you want to create, does he have foundation? Does he have a place to land? Someone said God has sense. Of course. Let me just read a couple of scriptures. God has plans for us. The word of God says, Psalm 33, 10 to 11. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. Psalm 33, 10 to 11. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the peoples of no effect. So another wrong expression. This was not, this is not even new age. This cultural age. People say the voice of the people is the what? The so wrong. The voice of the people is not the voice of God. The voice of God is the voice of God. Because Psalm 33 here says, God, he makes the counsel of the nations, he brings it to nothing, and then he makes the plans of the people of no effect. That's why the Bible says that we should not have intimate fellowship with people who are not believers. Why? Because you will learn their ways or become a victim of their spiritual ignorance. You will be planning from the spirit, they'll be planning from the flesh. Their reference points will be the material world. Your reference point will be the spiritual world where God calls the things that are not as though they were, but they can see it. Why? You can see through the eyes of faith. They can't see it. So because the struggle to see it is going to be one step forward, how many steps backwards? Some of you, your spiritual walk is like this. Peter, come and do that, your hand stuff. That's our angel, that hand they did yesterday. This is how angels will be, wa angels will be watching. <laughs> angel is even smiling. That's, that's how it is in the spirit. Do, do it again. Do it, do it with your serious face like it's so funny. That's how it is. Some people in the spirit. God's got plans. God's got plans. Psalm 139. David said, all my days were written in your book. How many days have you wasted trying to do your own? Now, it does not mean you have to become an idol worshiper. Babao. You're not, you're not get. <laughs> I was like, you're dreaming. Jim, Jim, God. And I'm not saying become a robot or just a silly being. God, should I take a step? Another one. 
God, should I sit? How should I, where should I face? <laughs> should I sit? <laughs> no. How does it work? Ezekiel says, I will give them a new heart. I'll take away the hearts of stones and put a heart of flesh. And I will write my laws in their hearts. How? I'll fill them with my spirit. So it is by the spirit. It is as organic as your blood flows inside of you. The will of the Father flows as organically in your spirit, man, as your blood flows in your veins. That's why one of the ways in which you know you're doing the wrong stuff is there is strain and tension. Yes! One of the ways, strain. There's restraint. There is, uh, there, there. That's why don't make big decisions when you're not in a place of peace. Ah, let's just do it. I overcome the devil. I don't overcome the spirit of God. I call it the devil. So God's got plans. He says he overthrows the plans of the nations. What does that mean? What this means is if you're walking in the plan of God, don't be intimidated by what the policies of nations are because God can change them for you. That's what he's saying. The word says that he called for a famine. And he put up Joseph there. He sent them a man called Joseph. And when his word had come, so Joseph had a process and the ecological construct of the earth was working for Joseph's favor. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Nigerian economy is position, positioning you for your rise. The African economy, the African population distribution is specifically for the agenda of God in your heart. Do you know that Africa is going to have one of the, I think the largest workforce by 2030. By 2030, 1.2 billion people or something like that. I don't know who this one is for, but out of that 1.2 billion, there will be that 1%, one percent, just, just 1% percent will be aligned with what God has called you to do. Got to run. So the counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. If the counsel of the Lord will stand forever, the way to stand forever is to stand with the counsel of the Lord. Get that, get that, get that. If the counsel, it's like saying that this pillar is always going to be there. If you want to always be there, what do you do? Stand with the pillar. So when the Holy Spirit begins to drop things in your spirit, don't doubt it. Last verse for this, and then we'll just speak about the last one. For thus says the Lord God, Jeremiah 29, 10 to 11. Jeremiah 29, 10 to 11. For thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place, for I know the thought that I think. <laughs> so God is thinking. You know, some of us just think that God doesn't think. You know, we just feel like God just... In other words, the instructions of God are not loose. There is a pattern behind them. There is a, a thinking that has gone into it. I know there's the argument philosophically, theologically, psychologically that God cannot think that because to think means that there is a thought that he does not know and so he's thinking based on what he knows to arrive at something he doesn't know. Not necessarily. I'm just talking about there is a congruence that gives validity 
to the thoughts of God. And don't forget what it says. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are. This is our plans. Final point. God's greatness is revealed. Let's recap. Number one, God's greatness is revealed in his person. Number two, in his power. Number three, let's start again. God's greatness is revealed in his person. Number two, in his power. Number three, position. Number four, possessions. Number five, perspective. Number six, purpose. Number seven, Clap your hands for yourselves. Some of you didn't clap. Clap your hands for yourselves. Clap your hands. Number eight. God's greatness is revealed in his people. Are you a people of God? Look at your neighbor and say, I am a people of God. <laughs> it might be grammatically wrong, but it is spiritually right. Because the Bible says kings will come out of your loins. So it's okay if you don't want to have a child. And by the way, there is no stigma in not having a child if that is your decision. I'm not talking about circumstantial situations. If it's your personal decision, that's fine. But if you know you're going to raise children, somebody shout prophetically, I am a people. I'm going to read quickly for time's sake. Deuteronomy chapter 9, 26 and 29. Deuteronomy 9, 26 and 29. Therefore I prayed to God and said, O Lord God, do not destroy your people and your inheritance whom you have redeemed through your what? Greatness. God redeemed his people through his greatness. The investment that goes into building, restoring, rebuilding a thing is a reflection of the value you place on that thing. So when God redeemed people, slaves as it were, through his greatness, he was trying to tell the slaves, there is more to you than slavery. Let me just preach as I close that somebody might not feel great, but the sign that you are great is that the salvation you were given is great. The Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect let so great a salvation. So if God went to great lengths, uh, he became a man. He trapped his entire uh, body, if you will, in the body of, a, of the servant, of a child. Uh, and then he grew up uh, as a baby. And then he walked the face of the earth. And he was called all sort of names and he went to the cross. He was hung high and stretched wide. And uh, he died and gave up his ghost. That is a sign that you are not an ordinary person. Let me proclaim concerning you your ordinary days are over. Your days of feeling worthless and empty and vain, they are over. Your days of being overwhelmed and subjected and subdued are over. Your days of feeling like a fool and floated in space are over. Slap somebody a high five. Say, I reflect the greatness of God. Some of you don't, they're not saying it like you believe it. Tell somebody, I'm reflecting the greatness of God. I reflect the greatness of God. He says, yet they are your 
people and your inheritance whom you brought out by your mighty power and by your outstretched arm he said blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord the people he has chosen as his own inheritance Ephesians 3 verse 20 says now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly far above all that you could ever ask or think according to the greatness of his power that is at work within us somebody shout I carry the greatness of God first service open your mouth and shout aloud I carry the greatness of God I don't know who this last part is for but you might feel like uh, nobody knows who I am but God says I have great plans for you all that I've done in the earth was for you my power was put forth for you my possessions were lined up for you I show myself as highly positioned for you my purpose is for you my plans are for you my greatness revealed in you God's greatness is revealed through his people so when you look at the works of his hands people look at the stars and the glorify God but the greatest work that God has done is the transformation of the lives of people the God's finest work is in transforming fallen man into the likeness of God God's finest work is not the star it's not the mountains, it's not the hills, it's not the valleys, it's not the fields. It is you. He didn't shed the blood of Jesus to make any star, to create any angel. But for the new creation, he died, he bled. Acknowledge that greatness this morning. In the second service, I'll tell you how to begin to unleash that greatness. Thank him, purpose. Thank him. God has a purpose for you. He says, The counsel of the Lord shall stand. Take advantage of the next two minutes, somebody. Don't get distracted. Focus, focus, focus. Thank you. Mahanda la kubala hata la kosiya tabalas. Orata boshiya tabali kumrukotiya. Leota kata bahata kata rakabada kata boshiya. Orato ziya tabosiya tabato lobrodo bodoliya brodo bodada deya. God's greatness has been revealed through your life. There are people who are watching you and they're glorifying God because of you. Sometimes you're complaining, but somebody's thanking God for you. Somebody's thanking God for your doggedness, your staying power, your capacity, your loyalty, your faithfulness, your steadfastness. Your life is an inspiration, it's a praise in the earth. It's a praise in the earth. It's a praise in the earth. Oh,
His greatness has been released through your life. It's been released through your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this morning. I'm going to raise your hands and just wave. Thank you for your plans. We may not see the fullness of those plans, but we rely on you. We trust in you. We depend on you. I just want to speak to somebody. There's a word of affirmation and confirmation. There is somebody you've been running business, but this year has not looked as good as last year. God wants you to know that he knows about it. And there is a shifting of the tides. There's a shifting of the tides for that person. God wants me to tell somebody, stop saying you are confused. You are not confused. You are in progress. You have clarity in progress. You are not confused. The path of the just is never dark. It's a shining light. To your mind, it may be dark. There will be times where your mind cannot capture the light. But as you focus on the word and you memorize scripture and you say to yourself, the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness has commanded the light of Christ to shine in our hearts. Thank you, Lord. We manifest your greatness. Jason, we manifest his greatness. If I will manifest his greatness, thank you, Spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' name we've worshipped. Somebody glorify your Father this morning. A generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.